0: Welcome to the one for the money podcast. I'm your host, Johnny West. I'm a certified financial planner and here I will teach you the tips, tricks and strategies I use to help others retire early. This is the easy button when it comes to early retirement. Everything you want or need to know is right here. I'm so glad you join us on the show. I'll start today's episode with an entertaining quote from the legendary comedian Johnny Carson. He said, I know a man who gave up smoking, drinking, and rich food. He was healthy right up to the day he killed himself. Welcome to episode 29 of the One for the Money podcast. I am so grateful you have taken the time to listen. This episode airs on January 1st, a time where many Americans make resolutions to make improvements in their life. And quite often, these are focused on eating better and getting more exercise. Maybe this has something to do with all that we ate during the holidays. In today's episode, I'll share why financially it's better to be not just wealthy and wise, but healthy too. In the tips, tricks, and strategies portion, I will share a few things that have helped me make exercise easier easier for me. Thanks for listening. Now on with the show. First of all, it's hard to believe that it's already 2023. It seems like only yesterday we were worried about Y2K when it turned the year 2000. And here we are 23 years later. January is a time of resolutions, which often focuses on our health. For those regular gym goers, January brings an entirely new crowd to your gym, but they are usually gone by mid-February, when most resolutions die. But today, I'll try to convince you why it's in your long-term financial interest to invest in your health and to keep exercising. As the great American author Ralph Waldo Emerson said, The first wealth is health, and Bronnie Ware noted in her Regrets of the Dying essay that health brings a freedom that few realize until it's gone, which should give us sufficient reason to exercise, not just because it extends your life, but it extends your health span as well, which are the years in which you have good health. This will then allow you to spend less money on healthcare and more on other things such as a classic Volkswagen van, traveling, or other comforts. Recently, I was listening to Dr. Peter Atiyah's podcast, Dr. Atia is a Canadian and American physician known for his medical practice that focuses on the science of longevity and to help individuals extend their life. He's the personal doctor for the ultra-wealthy, helping them live their healthiest lives and charges a pretty penny to do so. I read it's approximately $90,000 a year for his services. He also has been featured on the top podcasts in the world, namely Tim Ferriss, Joe Rogan, Jocko Wilnick, Rich Roll, and others. In the episode I listened to, Dr. Atiyah was interviewing Dr. Mike Joyner, who is a physician researcher and one of the world's leading experts on human performance and exercise physiology. Dr. Atiyah noted during the episode that longevity is most impacted through major modifiable behaviors, which include exercise, sleep, nutrition, and emotional health. But he pointed out that exercise was in a league of its own on its ability to extend life and reduce all-cause mortality. Consequently, much of Dr. Atiyah's practice on longevity focuses on exercise, as this has the most impact. He also noted that this is the most challenging thing to get people to change their behavior around because of the significant time commitment. Dr. Joyner, the exercise physiologist, shared about a fascinating study regarding the impact of exercise on life expectancy. This study was conducted by a Dr. Jerry Morris in the UK after World War II, where he studied employees that worked on the iconic red double-decker buses you see in London. They compared the health of persons driving the bus versus the conductor who was on the same bus but had to walk up and down the stairs getting the tickets. These individuals were followed for years and it was determined that the conductors had about a 50% lower level of the drivers of cardiovascular disease. Some conductors did develop the disease but it was less severe and occurred at later stages. Dr. Morris ran a similar study and determined that postmen delivering the mail on foot had a similarly low coronary heart disease rate than the sedentary postal clerks and telephonists. In another pioneering study, this Dr. Morris and his associates chose middle-aged civil servants free of clinical coronary heart disease— who held sedentary desk jobs and traced them over time for coronary heart disease occurrence and death. Contrary to expectation, no benefit in lower heart attack incidents was found from high totals of leisure time, physical activity. Instead, those engaging in vigorous exercise, for example, running at around six miles per hour, manifested less than half the disease of their fellow workers, who were comparable in health status and health habits. Morris and the others found that the rise with age in both fatal and non-fatal first heart attacks was appreciably less in those reporting such apparently beneficial, vigorous exercise. Again, it was exercise, not even diet, that had the most impact. Dr. T. in his podcast noted that vegetarians have only a small, consistent reduction in mortality for their efforts, but not the 50% that you get with exercise. So... Please pass the roast beast. Dr. Joyner said that when they studied healthy people, they had a four to five year extension in life expectancy. But even more interesting is that they also had a four to five year extension in health span, meaning how disability free you are. They had four to five extra good years and lived a long time and died quickly with minimal disability. Sign me up. I'll put a link to the podcast in the show notes for those that want to learn more. Well, suffice it to say, exercise doesn't just buy you more time, but it buys you more quality time as well. Now, maybe you're thinking, this is unusual financial planning advice for early retirees. But the reason why good health is so important isn't just about better living, but spending less as well, because healthcare expenses both now and especially in retirement are darn expensive. The investment company Fidelity estimated the average couple will spend a whopping $285,000 in today's dollars just for medical expenses in retirement. This doesn't even include long-term care expenses, which I spoke about last month. That is a ton of money, and I've included a link to the Fidelity article in the show notes. Now, for early retirees, you definitely want to consider exercise as you will have to pay most of your healthcare expenses before Medicare does. But just because you turn 65 doesn't mean Medicare covers as much as you might think. There are hospitalizations that are covered by Part A, but your Part B premiums have a monthly premium that you have to pay to see your doctor. You also have deductibles premiums, and prescription costs. And to be more specific, 42% of what retirees spend is on copayments, co-insurance, and deductibles for doctors. 39% is spent on Part B premiums. And the final 19% is spent on generic and specially banned drugs. It all adds up pretty fast. But staying healthy, you may be able to avoid many of these costs. And if you do have healthcare costs, I always have to mention one of my favorite planning tools, which are health savings accounts or HSAs, which I've mentioned a few times during my previous podcasts. As a reminder, HSAs are the only investment vehicle that are triple tax-free. Yes, triple. The contributions you make are tax deductible and both the growth and distributions, if used for qualified medical expenses, are tax-free. Now, Roth's traditional IRAs, 529 college savings accounts are only double tax-free. You have to pay taxes at least once. You just decide when. But with HSAs, you pay zero taxes, and it's not impacted by how much income you make. Anyone will get this deduction. But not all people are eligible to invest in an HSA. You must have a qualifying, high-deductible medical plan. Additionally, the contributions are limited to the following amounts in 2023. Individuals can contribute $3,850 per year, and a family can contribute $7,750. And for those 55 and older, you can contribute an additional $1,000. Now, you can use the money in an HSA at any time to cover healthcare expenses. That's why they are ideal for an early retirement. But if you don't need to use these, then you can really see the benefit when you let the money grow and pay for current healthcare expenses from other sources of personal savings when possible. But what if you don't need all of the money for healthcare expenses? Is it a waste? Well, it essentially becomes like a traditional IRA. Distributions are taxed at ordinary income tax rates. For my clients that are younger or younger ish, who think they can wait until later, remember that the earlier you invest your monies, the longer it has time to grow. And that growth can be significant. Just $2,000 invested in an HSA each year for 30 years that earns a 7% rate of return could grow to over $200,000. That would go a long way to help offset healthcare expenses in your early retirement. In conclusion, Exercise can extend your life and health span and may greatly reduce the money you have to spend on health care during an early retirement. A great quote I read was this Those who think they have not time for bodily exercise will sooner or later have to find time for illness. Well, thank you again for listening. I do hope you found this helpful. Now, on to the tips, tricks, and strategies portion of the podcast. Welcome to today's tips, tricks, and strategies portion of the podcast. As I've made even more journeys on planet Earth around the sun, it's become harder for me to find both the time and desire to exercise, and I'm one that used to enjoy it. I have a few really basic tips that have helped me exercise more. The first tip for me is finding activities that I enjoyed doing. Running by itself sucks, well, at least in my opinion. But when I play soccer and run there, it's way easier. I coach both of my son's AYSO soccer teams, and the practices are after work in the evening. I get up early every day, so I really don't have the desire to exercise in the evening. But when I play soccer with the kids, it's so much easier. It's also a great emotional boast when you dominate a bunch of under 14-year-olds in soccer. I wish I was kidding. I really enjoy surfing as well, and I can get my heart rate up way faster when I'm forced to paddle so I don't get crushed by a wave or because I'm trying to catch up to a pod of dolphins. Another tip that has helped me exercise more was getting a smartwatch. It's more motivating than I imagined it would be. They say you can't improve what you can't measure, and a smartwatch is an excellent way for me to measure my exercise and helps me close my rings each day. Now, my smartwatch was actually part of a term life insurance policy. The watch is paid for each month if I meet my exercise goals, but I pay for the watch if I don't exercise enough. So my frugality gives me an additional incentive to exercise more. One final tip is that it's important to exercise even if it's just five to 10 minutes a day. Just like saving and investing, it's easier to increase a habit than to start one from scratch. Well, that's it for today's show. I do hope you found this helpful. And remember, a better life is a result of better planning and exercising. Have a healthy year ahead. Thank you for listening. And until next time, remember that no one builds wealth by accident. If you want to learn more about how to build wealth to retire early, head on over to my website at betterplanningbetterlife.com. The opinions voiced in this podcast are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making a decision. There is no assurance that the techniques and strategies discussed are suitable for all investors or will yield positive outcomes. The purchase of certain securities may be required to affect some of the strategies. Investing involves risks, including possible loss of principal, Economic forecasts set forth may not develop as predicted, and there can be no guarantee that strategies promoted will be successful. All performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Individual tax and legal matters should be discussed with your tax or legal professional. Johnny West is a registered representative with and securities offered through LPL Financial. Member FINRA, SIPC.